Welcome to the Ministry of Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. Our vision is bringing people into the full realization of their potential in God and our mission. Building a community of believers whose lifestyle positively influenced change in the society. Welcome to Lighthouse. Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthouseng.org. Happy Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> this is Thanksgiving Day. Everyone watching online, good morning. We haven't said good morning to you. Wherever you're watching, you're welcome to our God Experience Service. It's a Thanksgiving service, and we thank God for the gift of life. Uh, this is the fifth month of the year. There are many things to thank God for. Number one essential thing is the gift of life. Ability to see, ability to hear, ability to breathe, ability to go to the bathroom by ourselves, we are strong, we are healthy. It's just good to give thanks to God for that. And we pray that the blessings of our God uh, will continually be in your household this month. For us in Lighthouse, it's a month that you will hear good news. A month that you will see good news. You will experience good news. And it's a month that we will share good news in times of testimony to the praise and glory of our God. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So we started a series, um, I believe in my heart, uh, that the body of Christ has been brought into a season. Uh, and it's a season of understanding. So we start a, a, a series last week, Wednesday, um, on the kingdom wealth. And I want you to please, like I encourage everyone in that service. Um, by the way, if you miss any of these services, they're right there on our YouTube channel, Lighthouse NG. I take advantage. Uh, this is how we grow as believers. Uh, we keep infusing ourselves with the Word of God. Uh, it, it's like an enucleation. Uh, you don't wait until virus hit your body before you take it. You take it ahead of time. So virus doesn't even hit at all. The Word of God is life to those who find them and health to their flesh. So please... Um, the podcast is there, and then the, the YouTube channels are there. Um, I will say it again. We spend money to keep all those pages running. So take advantage of the things that have been freely given to you so that you can live a victorious and productive Christian life. So we started. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to go back again because I preached that message on Wednesday. I wasn't, I'm not going to continue. I will continue that message on Wednesday. So I'm preaching another message today. Can I have an amen? That's the word. I'm preaching another thing entirely. So it's not a continuation. So I can't reveal what I said on Wednesday. Next Wednesday, I will reveal what I said. So today, uh, we look at kingdom financial stewardship. One of the things that God has given us as a house is that financial stewardship button will be passed. I believe in my heart um, as a shepherd that this is just the right time 
to everyone whose heart is open, to everyone who is responding to what the Spirit is saying to his church at this time, get ready for the things that God wants to do in our world. Many things are changing in the world. I mean, you mentioned coronation yesterday. That's in the political, in the governance. I don't know if you have also noticed, many of our patriarch of faith are exiting at this time. So there is new thing that God is also doing. God is passing responsibilities. And please, in this series, understand, it doesn't matter, like I encourage on Wednesday, what you and I already know about finances. There is more. And some of the things that we already know about finances, we need to unlearn them. And then relearn the kingdom principle. There are two ways you can get wealthy. You can get wealthy by the Babylonian system, which is what this world system provides for. Those principles are there. But you can also get wealthy by the kingdom way. Those principles were there before they discovered to be teaching them in, at management school. So it's an everlasting principle. You can build your life on the word of God and become wealthy in God's way. And that wealth is a generational wealth. You can build by the Babylonian system. But you and I know from the few examples that we know, along the line, certain things were truncated in the scheme of things. And Psalm 49 gives us that understanding. It says, when people gather, he said they don't even know whether the next generation of people that we hand it over, though, we use that wealth well. And so Psalm 49, verse 20, it says, man that is in honor and understand not is like a beast that perishes. So this new series, I believe God is bringing us into a place of understanding as members of the body of Christ. Praise God. The subject of kingdom wealth cannot be overemphasized. We can't overemphasize this without talking about money. You say why? Money is the creation of man. Money has been created for exchange, for value, for goods and services. We are in the world. So we are involved in this system for that same exchange. We have, we are gifted. We create things. Uh, we train ourselves professionally. And then we acquire skills. And then we work in places in exchange for that value through our skill, talent. We get money in return. So it's something we can't push to the back burner. It's something that people think about every second, including those who are hearing me this morning. We need it. We, need, we can't talk about wealth creation without talking about the subject of money. So man or men, man generally, have designed it as a means of exchange. In Britain, it's called the British pan. In Japan, it's called the yen. In Europe, it's called the euro. In South Africa, it's called the rand. In Nigeria, it's called the naira. In um, United States, it's called the dollar. In UAE, it's called the dirham. It's something. If any of us here, we are traveling to any of the places I've mentioned, there is that, you already know, that is the means of exchange. 
You want to book a, play, a ticket? That's the means. You want to book an hotel? That's the means. Wherever you are, men have designed it as a means of exchange. The world's trade system is based on money. That's why we have the stock market and all this thing. We measure uh, the wealth of nations sometimes um, by the amount of mon money that they have or possess in reserve, sometimes by the amount of minerals, gold. We have all these things. But hey, these are men's way to determine value. The first thing I like to say this morning is for us to read together Psalm 24, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 24. Because believers need to get a perspective different from the world. Otherwise, we will just join the race. It's called the rat race. And then our confidence is likely going to be in that system. Crypto is in trouble as we speak. And a lot of people who put that process seems seamless. But a lot of people who put their trust in that process, they are suffering for it. And that system is a faceless system. So you don't even know who to hold. So, but the Bible is saying for us believers, the heart is the Lord. And the fullness. I said on Wednesday that when you understand this scripture, it helps your perspective in the marketplace. The heart is the Lord and all its fullness. All its fullness. So if you are in oil and gas industry, that's part of the fullness of God. If you are in the fishing business, that's part of the fullness of God. If you are in the aviation industry, that's part of the fullness of God. Because you use what God has created to do whatever you are doing. You can't be in real estate. You need a land. You do not own the land. You just bought from those who first occupied the land. But what the Bible is helping us to understand is that the heart is the Lord's and all its fullness. He said the world and all those who live or dwell in it. One translation said the people. So you need the people who dwell in it for your business, isn't it? Verse 2, he said, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. The whole world is sitting on water. Can I have an amen this morning? In case you've forgotten your geography, the whole world is sitting on water. How did we get land? Read Genesis 1. So the heart is this. The heart is this. It simply suggests that it does not matter where we are operating. You and I does not own anything after all. The influence of money on our lives is very real. Please, you will, if you haven't found out, you may find out by you studying the Bible. Jesus taught on the subject of finances more than prayer and faith. But what he taught is the stewardship of finances. The stewardship. In other words, I was doing during my five minutes cap last week, I was saying something about stewards. Stewards don't hold, but they manage resources, they manage time on behalf of a master. One of the reasons the church hasn't made an impact on our modern society is because we haven't successfully applied the gospel to the everyday life. So instead of applying the gospel, 
We are trying to blend in into the system of this world. And it has flawed us so many times. Can I have an amen this morning? Most believers, because we don't have this basic understanding, we are all daily occupied with trying to deal with these hardly problems. We are not thinking about eternity. I'm not talking about going to heaven, but I'm talking about when we understand how life works. We have stewardship of talent. We have stewardship of time. You don't have forever here. We have stewardship of relationship. We have stewardship of money or opportunity God has given us to make money. When we have that understanding, we will put eternity in perspective. How did you get your skill? God gave you. What you went to school to do is to hone that skill. You occupy a place. Not because of the degrees. Because if you have the understanding that one day I won't be in this space forever, you will have a different perspective and utilize time very well. You utilize that talent very well. You utilize that relationship very well. And you will utilize every cover that comes into your hands very well. Can I have an amen this morning? I know I'm doing the spiritual warfare. So it's understandable. Because, but we need to put these things in perspective. As we go on this series, I will tell you how many of us we have truncated the process in the realm of riches only. There's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. It's a subject for another day. So one of the reasons the church hasn't really made impact is because we haven't successfully applied the gospel to everyday life. I know money is a sore subject. A lot of people want to avoid it. But learning how God views finances is the basic Christianity 101. Can I tell you one of the ways God views finances? Luke 16, 11. Luke 16, 11. I want us to dis display the scripture so that we can read it together. Can we read one, two, three, go? So, you may just read this casually. The world system, everything we see, behind it, because money is powerful, dollar seems to be, I understand they are contesting it, but dollar seems to be the number one de denominator that determines everything. But the truth is that behind dollar, there is a spirit. God didn't create money. It was man's device. That spirit is called mammon. The Bible says the love of money is what? Respond to me, brothers and sisters. We are, we are teaching together. All evil. He didn't say money is the root. The love. In other words, if we have not passed, the reason why I made that statement about us believers is because we have not passed the test of mammon. Behind that thing, whether it's euro and all that, there is a spirit. Can we do a litmus test this morning? As I've started to talk about money, some people are upset with me, unknowingly. Yeah, that's a test for mammon. 
You have upset with me. You like pastor your but the, this one that is talking about money, it's something that revolves in every human being. When it comes to the subject of giving, it's the same thing. Somebody, God laid on your heart to give somebody. You said, no, I can't give that person any money. What has he done for me? No. Mammon is trying to play a game of your mind. Some people, how it manifests, you have a good conversation, business conversation, but when you hit money, you say, no, 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 no. Let's, let's put, and then if another person is trying to calm the person down, but bro or sis, you are a Christian. He said, no, 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 leave that one. we we'll come back to that one. No, we don't leave that one. The gospel has to be the love of money. And it manifests. People do businesses. They agree 50-50. By the time they say, no, the management fees on my accounts, who will be responsible for it? So it's now 70-30. What is your response when we mention money? That's, you have to, every one of us, including myself, you have to consistently do a litmus test on money. See, for example, let me say something about the church. When we ask people to give in church, have you realized, eh? Nobody is forcing you to. Paul wrote it. First, there must be willingness and then that willingness is backed up with action. So if you are not willing, it's okay. But if you are willing, it's backed up. So there are two different scenarios. Is that because God loves a cheerful giver? Two different scenarios. Somebody wants to give, he doesn't have. But he says to the Lord, Lord, I want to sow into this problem. Do you know what usually happens? God makes a way for them. Somebody has. He said, no, I'm not giving. Mammon keeps you. Some people, mammon has kept them. They don't take care of their family, and yet they have money in their account. It's mammon. You can have a good day with them. Immediately, money transaction, their faces change. Their wife, they've had a good relationship, and just say, uh, please, so don't forget the entire sport fee. Of he said, no, 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 no. Do I make money from the tree? Does it go from Kilaube? Kilaju? Just relax. It, you have to pass this test. Because you see, if you don't each time, you think that people are after your money. Nobody is after your money. That's the truth. That's the truth. It's a mindset that for you, money is everything. If you have it in your pocket, you are the king of kings and lord of lords of your own household. The moment you don't have it, Everybody knows you are sober and vigilant. <laughs> so I know money is a sore subject. I, I have a friend. I used to, I mean, they know this friend. If I mention this story, you all know. That friend. If we enter one of this shop along of Webby Den, that time they used to sell a suit in that shop. The shop is no more. 150,000. Back, I'm talking about 15, 20 years ago. 150,000. They sell shoes and all that. This guy, Pashoti, you remember. So don't talk. You, I know you know that shop. The truth is that 
This guy is an executive, but he will never pay school fees for his kids. Yet, when the school resumes, he will bring a new suit home. He will say he has one management meeting and all that. He doesn't even have business today. Because the truth is that, that's an aspect of money. If you don't take good care of your family, there is no way you can be wealthy in this kingdom. Don't take care of your parents. You are not, you are not useful to anyone. You are not useful to yourself. You are stinging towards yourself. You are stinging towards your family. That's mammon. Mammon will lead to stinginess. It will lead to you want more, 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 more without benefiting other people. That's what is called covetousness. That spirit that wants more, more, more and is never satisfied. That's covetousness. Like I said, as I'm talking, some people are upset. It's a test for mammon. So it's not a function of whether you have it or you don't have it. It's a spirit. And it takes the nature of the person that he meets. Some people have it. The reason why they don't manifest is that they don't have money. Once they have money, you, they will tell you, you can't be talking to me like that. Some people even boast, you know, I can buy you. I can buy your whole family. He's talking to his driver. I can buy your whole family. It's mammon. Mammon. Some people say, don't stalk. How much is it? It's mammon. He said, said, charge them. Charge them. Who are rich in the things of this world. They should, they should be sober-minded. They should know that it is God who has given us power, good things to enjoy. Some people will not give money unless you recognize them. That's mammon. That's mammon. I saw a video some weeks, I mean months ago, maybe some of you saw it. Somebody came into a party. And then somebody carry a portmanteau. I didn't say a briefcase, a portmanteau after him. <laughs> and then it was like the guards, they took, they asked everybody to. And at the end of the day, it's 100,000 that the person sprayed the couple. And I'm saying to myself, this man is not well. It's not well. I'm not saying 100,000 is no money, but the paparazzi around it came from the back and somebody was carrying it and guards were like that and you are thinking to yourself i even thought that maybe ah this when they open this spot moto dollars will flow is hundred thousand <laughs> so the truth is that for us hey see let me also say something to you god did not by the time we go into this god didn't say you will be a billionaire What God promised is that he will supply every of your need according to his riches. So when you have a need for a billion naira, he supplies. When you have for ten, he supplies. And we will get into those kingdom stewardship principles shortly. So that's the way it is. God didn't say you must make the four bliss. It's vanity. Can 
I say something this morning? It was many years ago. She knows this person. She's an elderly, he's an elderly man now, close to 90. He told me something. He said, a very wealthy man. But he said he has never had a millionaire in his account. He's one of the major distributors of Gideon's Bible. Businessman. Businessman. So he says, it will be for contracts. And the Holy Spirit will say, this is how much I want you to bid for this contract. Say, well, if they agree, out of this, this is how much I'm also going to use to place Bible. In hotels, in hospitals, in prisons. And some of you are beneficiary of that gesture. The man lives very close away from very close here. The man knows Billy Graham personally. Because it's not only here that they place Bible. They place Bible in places they translated Bible into. See, he's not hungry. Oh. Because if that man place, if you need anything, he places a call, you are made. That's a wealthy man. That's a wealthy man. See how this gara 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 empty drums makes the most noise. I've not met many of wealthy people, but I've met few. You are likely going to say, ah, she aki, no, no, aki don't so is this the aki? I've been served by one before. Served me water coke. So when it said that that is the man, I said, no, I'm not going to drink this coke. <laughs> so money is a sore subject. A lot of people want to avoid it. But hey, we must learn to view. What the Bible talked about financial stewardship is different from the world system on asset management. Is different from what they operate on Wall Street. People do get offended when ministers start talking about money. Because what we are doing is confronting mammon. I don't know. I said on Wednesday, and I'm going to say it again. Because of 2020, and then businesses are, are delaying picking up 2021, 2022. A lot of our brethren are joining courts. Because in court, any good court, they leverage, they contribute money, they make you. So Mammon is the face I want to uncover him once and for all, so that you can have a better perspective. When your body begins to do gish, 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 over a profit of 10 million or 5 million or 20 million, you tell yourself, I wait, slow down, slow down, slow down. Slow while farabale, farabale. Mag bebodie farabale. And what does Jesus say? And that's why we are exposing Mama. You shall know the truth. John 8, 32, please. You shall, I shall, I shall. You shall what? 
And the truth shall do what? Who is the truth? Jesus. So what he taught us about finances, when we know it, it sets us free from the pressure. In Matthew chapter 6, when he was talking about these things, he said, what are the things that gives people pressure? What to eat? The cares of this world. The anxiety, the deceitful, he calls it in one place, the deceitfulness of riches is not even the deceitfulness of wealth. Because there is a difference between rich, prosperity, and wealth. We touch it as God permits us. In the world system, there is hype. There is also manipulation. They can kill. They can kill. I can't, I can't forget this story. Happened some few years ago. I know, I know somebody who knows those people. There's a project in one of the states in south-south of Nigeria. Because of the people behind that project, government have spent money and money and money on that project, but they have never started nor completed that project. There was this group of young guys, four of them, for one way, they just submitted their proposal, and the new governor of that state says to himself that he wants to see this project completed. So they invited them. And then they landed in, I won't mention the name, because it's like the thing. He, he made the news that time. So they had the meeting. They had the authority of the governor. But when they stepped out of that place, between that place and airport, they were shot and cleared out. Because the people behind that project, they just don't want to let go. So we get into that space. Money is spiritual warfare. They were wasted. It's not enough to have good intention when you are dealing with this world system. It's not enough to be avert, satisfied, or whatever certification you are holding. The rest is not to dissuade. The battle is not to the strong in their own right. So mammon, what he does, he holds people down in self-delusion, self-sufficiency, and then self-imposed carnality. Self-grandiose, is that, that's the word. Some people just feel that they have the whole world. They got the whole world in their hands. No, it's God. Kingdom financial stewardship, that understanding, is so important for us in this kingdom. What does Matthew 12, 25 says? Matthew 12, 25. What does it say? Can we read it together? Can we go? One, two, three, go. Can we go further? 
Is that the last verse? Twenty-six. What does this? I said, go further. So this is the lesson there. God is not mammon. And mammon is not God. You must learn the difference. God is a giver. Mammon is a taker. God supplies. Mammon diminishes. So, how we view money affects our well-being a lot more, more than the bank balances. It's how you view money. I've already told you the example of people I know. They have good bank balances, but it doesn't reflect with their family. I used to live in one part of the city. There is a house. They've completed that house now, but it's not the family, it's not the person who owns the house who completed it. That house was built there, but the man who built the house, his family did not know that that house, and he died suddenly. So he was, what do they call these people who help other people to build? Eh? Developer, that's the, that's the word. That house should be about... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it should be about 16 flats. Yeah. It must have been a very, somebody who has money. Yeah. Still been it. You remember that house. But it's completed now. Because I went to that part, I realized that there are tenants living there now and all that. So it must have been, because the developer was the one who put people, you know how they do all these sites? Just put people to live and all that. What are the kingdom stewardship mindset? Let's, let's read a couple of scriptures before we start. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. And we read together. One, two, three, go. No, no, go back, go back. I want us to please take note of the word over, over, over. So we are supposed to be master over money. But what do we have? Money control people. Control their choices. Control how they behave. Control their lifestyle. So can we read together again? One, two, three, go. Over, over, yeah, over, over, over. 27, God accomplished his heart desire, so he did what? I have 
have not seen the righteous forsaking, nor his seed begging for bread. So we can't beg. And that's why we must desire it as God's will for us. In Psalm 35, verse 27, it says, It gladdens the heart of God. And when he saints, the righteous one prospers. Gladdens his heart. You know, the, 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 the balance is that God does not want us to be controlled or be dominated by money. Or by riches. Many people are slaves to money. Luke 16, 1. Many people in our world. And you see, the mindset, I'm not slave to money. Money is a servant. When I need it to go on assignment, I send it on an errand on behalf of God because I am his steward here. I'm holding in, in trust. What does this say? He said, he said to his disciple, there was a certain rich man who had a steward and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his good. So God desires for us to be worthy and not to be wasteful. Number two, mindset. God wants us to operate in the grace of giving. There is a grace like that. God wants you and I to operate in that grace. Can I say something to you? Because I practice it. And I know for me to be able to teach these things very well, it's because I practice it. Sometimes, not because of anything, sometimes when I have money and the money is disturbing my mind, I ask God, is there anyone you want me to give money to? And for me to pass the test of mammon, I give what can pay me. And you know God is faithful because he's looking for your obedience. When I give, he gives me back. He doesn't hold. God wants us to operate in that grace. And if that grace is upon your life, and that's what I'm praying for us as a people, this community, the grace for giving. They said for the, for the Corinthians believer, he said they gave not because they have. Can, you see, can I tell you how that grace operates? If that grace is... You are operating in it. You have 10,000 naira with you. And you happen to know someone who has a need for 9,500. For many people, they don't even want to be led. But the people who have the grace, they will give out that 9,500. They know they can't get stuck. That's how that grace operates. You just know. Because it comes with faith. It comes with willingness. It comes with gladness. There's nothing forceful about it. There are people, hmm, and we say it, maybe, let me also say this so that they can clear it for some people. You know, in church now, or generally on social media, you see people attacking churches, attacking pastors. But the truth is that most of the people that attack churches and pastors, they themselves have not experienced it. So people talk about abuse. The truth is that if you have not been abused before, don't talk about it. What people are looking for is companions. They don't want to give, so they are looking for those who can strengthen that in their heart. See, the truth is that if you are working with God, you are a true child of God, whether you give or not. If God wants you to give to somebody and you didn't give, God will still pay the school fees of that person. God will still help that person through life, whether you give. So giving itself is a privilege. It's a privilege. And let me say something to you all who are believers. I mean, that's why you must organize your giving. Giving should not be out of convenience. Giving should not be out of You just want to throw things at, at, at God or at anyone. 
No. Even if you are giving to someone, you should give it with a sense that you understand the value that God has also put in this person. It's just the season, time and chance, ni. And then we get out of that season. So God is the one us to operate. You know that's that grace upon Macedonia. The Bible explains it. Second Corinthians 8:9. We can't get it. Also, my lay reader, please help me. We can't get it. Second Corinthians 8:9. It's a grace. Who is sleeping here? In old we. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus. See how that great of, of praise. Yeah? For your sake, it became poor. That you through his poverty. So there was an exchange. Let's now see 9 8, sir. 9 8. All grace abound towards you. That you always, not sometime, not seasonal. You have all sufficiency in all things that you may have an abundance for every good work. Every good work. The need to pay for someone's school fees, every good work. The need to pay for someone's accommodation in their season, low season of life, good work. The need to soar into a kingdom course or project, good works. You see, these things, eh? Brother, sister, it is personal, is one of my points. It is on the platform of covenant. You have to know God for yourself. You, you see, sometimes, this is one of the things that we say, giving is not what you do for God to bless you. Giving, see, as long as you have the strength to make a living, you are obligated to give. That opportunity to be specialist in that area, you're obligated to give to your team members. You don't withhold information. Please, brothers, sisters, we hold all we own in trust for God. So, that generous spirit, without God's ability, eh? without his blessing upon our ability, we cannot prosper. What's happening? The AC can't be on. Oh, the smaller gen. Okay. And we have the windows open. The doors place. I soon finish, really. Okay. Number three, God is our source. That's a mindset. God is our source. God is our source. Luke 12 15 emphasize it for us. God is our source. He said, A man's life. He said, Take it and beware of covetousness. The definition of my life as a believer, of your life as a believer, does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. Yet, there is something that runs in our generation as we speak. It's the spirit of vanity. It's an extension of mammon. I'm speaking to your conscience this morning. God is the source. There is nothing we all have that we have not received. We must not pretend. Uh, my mind, my hand has gotten this. He said, remember the Lord your God. Remember. Ability to make a hundred thousand, to make a million, to make hundreds of millions, to make a million dollars. 
It's progression. No? Don't stop on one million. Don't stop on two million. Don't stop on three million because all your needs can met can be met. No, there is more. There is more for that company. There is more for that family. God is the source. And you see, one of the problems for many of us, including myself, is that we separate our spiritual matters from money matters. No. No. Your spiritual must affect your finances, must affect your family, must affect your career. God doesn't want you to carry anybody. He said, cast all your care. So you have financial care. Cast it on him. God knows that need before he shows up in your life. Number four, which is the last one, God's kingdom word is on the platform of the covenant. God's kingdom word. So one is that God wants us to be wealthy. God wants you and I to create wealth for him. We are stewards of the kingdom word. If we, have, we need to have a mind shift. Number two, God wants us to operate in the grace for giving. God doesn't want us to, I mean, the world system say, acquire, 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 acquire until you drop dead. But God's word says, God's system says, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, shall men. As you give of yourself, God creates platform to, so that you can give more. So God wants us to operate in the grace of giving. Then God is the source. God is the source. We need to understand that the heart is his and the fullness thereof. There is no way if you operate the fourth one, your business be on that covenant platform. There is no way that business will go down. A lot of the time, what do we do as human beings? All of us have that tendency. We are like that little child. I've given that illustration many times. So you give a child this. This is what the child can see, at least for now. So you give a child this. And the child takes it. And the same second you say, the child says no. The child does not know that I have packets of these sweets with me. Let our perspective change. It's on the problem. As long as that child is with me and I want to be giving that child sweet every day, I have the ability. Even if I, if I exhausted in the store, if that child likes this, I have the ability to keep giving the child sweet every time. The child needs it. It's the same thing. Every time your business needs opportunity, God can give you opportunity, multiple opportunity. But what do we do? The last opportunity that you got, you are so stingy to him. So he doesn't see because he knows that you have wounded person with that opportunity. You, you didn't fulfill your own obligation in that business deal. So he can't bring another one. You do deliverance, it's okay. If God is the one who can cast God out, who can deliver you? I mean, David said it. Where will I go? I may even make my place in hell. I know you can see what is going on there. Praise God. Praise God. So please, great days are here. And I have an amen. The reason why I didn't stop. The last time I stopped, you said that I should continue the service. Now I've continued the service. You are not responding to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. And what we own as God being our source is not sweat and tears. No. 
if you are operating on the platform of sweat, my mind, my energy, and all that, what it will breed in our lives is selfish attitude. We begin to see ourselves honing things. But hey, we are stewards. We are stewards. We are stewards. And when we have that understanding, there is no limit of opportunity that God will bring across our way. I believe that this morning, and as we go into this week, into the marketplace, uh, God will open our eyes to see. There are opportunities around us. I don't know in the physical, let me not be spiritual now, in the physical, people are coming into this country because of the opportunities that abounds in this country. And then in the physical, the ones who are supposed to see are carrying their bags to go to other places. But I believe, just like they told Isaac, he said, no, don't stay here. And the Bible says, Abraham sold, Isaac sold the seed in that same year. And what looked like the natural thing, it defied the natural law. He said, God gave him a hundredfold returns. Praise the Lord. I pray that this week will be a week of blessing, a week of divine favor, a week where God opened our eyes to see. There is more to that business. There is more to that family. There is more to that career path. Your eyes of understanding are flooded with light. And where we need to make adjustment, Lord, we are completely delivered from the spirit of vanity that Mammon has brought. Thank you for helping us realign ourselves to your kingdom world. And thank you because that more comes into us this week. We bless you, we honor you in Jesus' precious name. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2-3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more.